Hi friend, welcome to this week's podcast from the First Baptist Church of Nokomis, where we are building the kingdom of God through the lives of everyday people. If you are new, you can visit our website at fbcnokomis.com. Click on our visitor information page to sign up for our e-newsletter or to learn more about our ministries. We also invite our regular listeners to partner with us and support our digital ministries by clicking the Give Online button on our homepage. Okay, here's today. All right, let's get into this luggage stuff. I'm going to share the uh, um, second verse of Psalm twice. So quick review, Matthew 11, 28 through 30, make it your, you know, I don't know, uh, memory verse of the week. Um, Jesus says, my burden is light, yoke is easy, basically, come to me and I will give you rest. And it's just basically to point out that when Jesus is, is in our lives, then all the stuff that seems to pile up and weigh us down gets a lot lighter, right? What I like to say is instead of taking 10 different luggage pieces to check on and pay for and get onto the plane, you just have a carry-on bag and there's plenty that you have when you're with Jesus, right? So then I said, uh, one of the things, the first things we gotta put down is the baggage of want. Most of us start with the fact that we just pile stuff in our lives that we, we, we think are the have-to-haves, and then we realize it's not a have-to-have. You have it when you're ready for it, when you can afford it, when you can prepare for it, and most of us know I'm still always getting stuff before I'm ready to have it, because it's, for me, a have-to-have. I gotta have it with me. And I usually share with people that that's partly because you're not really convinced that where you're going is worthwhile. So you're gonna try and get as much as you can now. And yet there's so much waiting for us. If you just relax, if it's the not yet, it will, it will come to pass. God doesn't want you to miss out. He just wants you to be ready for what he has for you. And then we shared last week that some of us put in the baggage of weariness so Psalm 23, 1 says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And Psalm 23, 2 says, and he guides me to green pastures and beside still waters. Go ahead and read that with me, would you? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. I want to highlight that verse one more week. After this, we're going to get into the other four verses. There's six verses of Psalm 23. We're going to memorize it. And if you're not ahead of me, I'd encourage you to go ahead and just be looking at it and start to memorize. It's a beautiful passage, and it will give you peace. In particular, it's going to remove the worry that comes with our weariness that often is at the expense of our wants. If you ask your neighbor, maybe they're a little farther away from you, ask them this question. What is something you worry about? Take a minute and just share that. If you're watching on Facebook Live, you can text it to Jack. Jack will tell me. Just say for a minute, what is something you today, right now, are worried about? Go ahead. Put it out there to somebody. Say it out loud. I'm worried about the government. We're just going to shout it out. Go ahead. What are you worried about? What's that? COVID. Definitely worried about a pandemic. Anything in particular about COVID? Just COVID? Every aspect of it? Job? Stability? COVID's sort of always there. What else? Kids? Oh, always worried about our kids. Yeah. The daughter's like, I wish she didn't worry so much. She hovers. She doesn't hover. She just loves you. That's the way we love you is we, we smother. 
Yeah, every mother's a smother. It's just the way we love you. What else? Anything else? Anything else you worry about? Money. Money. Hey, I want you to just ask the question this morning, what would help me put my worries down? The psalmist says, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside waters. Now last week I shared that the shepherd comes into town and sees the pen and then asks the sheep to follow. And because they know the voice, they follow. So that's kind of our salvation story. Jesus showed up to you in your village of the pandemic and your village of sin and your village of, of just mistaken priorities. And he says, come forth, follow me. And you heard the voice, you go, oh my goodness, that's the true shepherd, that's the one I want to follow, and you came forth. But then you started following, and you looked around, and you go, this isn't green pastures, Jesus. This isn't easier. This is actually a little bit harder, and I'm not quite sure I like what we're doing. I feel vulnerable. I'd like to go back to my other pen, please. I know that feeling. And I think everything we do in life about trying to get to that greener pastures and still waters, that place, that utopia in our mind, all of a sudden becomes filled with doubt and worry. And here's the way it works. Let's say you're going to get married, and I just did a wedding, and I'm going to have another wedding, and you go, oh my goodness, I can't wait to pack for this relationship. It's going to be great. I'm so excited. And then you get packed, and you get to that, that day of the wedding, and instead of being excited about what is to come, instead of being excited about your relationship together, all of a sudden you start to worry. For most people, we call it panic. And you start saying things like this. Is this really the person I'm supposed to spend the rest of my life with? Is this person I'm going to be with? Is this person? We don't even have enough money. We've been broke. We've planned for the wedding. We've been paying for the wedding. All of a sudden, we can't even afford the wedding. How are we going to be able to afford? And not, don't even get me started on having kids. And then all of a sudden, somebody decides to have children. By the way, big shout out to Ben and Kenzie for finally posting and telling us that they had a beautiful baby girl, Logan. I made the mistake. I was so excited. I, I, didn't, make, I didn't make any mistakes at all. <laughs> even though I just almost made another one. Man, I'm on a roll. <laughs> and all of a sudden you decide to have kids and you go, oh, I can't wait to have kids. And you get excited about that, that future. And then all of a sudden you realize, am I capable of being, well, actually, two different things. Dads have this worry. Uh, am I really going to raise a kid? Like, do I know how to do that? Wives are on the other side. Moms are always like, what if they get sick? What if they have things? What if they have problems? What if they get bullied? What if they have people in their lives that aren't even good to them? And I'm going to have to send them to school. And someday when I send them to school, somebody else is going to be raising them. And they're going to be teaching them things that I don't want them to learn. Why would I send them to school? And then don't get me started. Been down that road, right? Everything's about, I mean, if, uh, this is true. How many times have I said to my wife, I don't want to know what you're thinking anymore? It's, it's too much, right? You know, you ask a guy, what are you afraid of? Guys are like, bears. I'm afraid of bears. You ask a woman what they're afraid of. I mean, we, we, the list could go on. You know, the things we're excited about that should be in our future, all of a sudden we create. How many of you see the thorns instead of the roses? How easy is that? Some of us might be getting towards retirement, and I talk to people who are getting near retirement, and instead of being excited about what they could do in retirement, they go, I don't know if I'm going to have enough. I'm worried about making sure that I have enough. Am I going to be able to do retirement? Can I live in retirement? And what if everything is just undulating and we go through more of this, this chaos? Like, can I, do you see the flower of the thorns? All right. Let me give you a verse, and I'm going to give you a helpful tool today. I have something to put in your spiritual toolbox. If you want to write it down, you write down Hebrews 11.1. 1. 
I'm just going to invite you into this space of this tool that we're going to get in this verse that's going to get us to greener pastures and besides still waters. This is how you empty out the burdens of worry. Faith is believing in all things hoped for. Everybody say hoped for. Faith is believing in all things hoped for, certain of what we do not see. Now, if you worry, then here's one of the things that happens with worry. Worry comes from the fact that I can't control the future, and the future is unknown, and so the vision of the utopia, the place that I believe we were going, all of a sudden I can start to strip away because of what I'm experiencing now. And instead of seeing the roses, you see the thorns. Faith is believing in all things hoped for, certain of what we do not see. If you follow the shepherd, Shepherd leads you beside not-so-green grass. In fact, I always laugh when somebody says, grass is always greener on the other side. I like to say the grass is grayer on the other side. Meaning, it's not really greener as green we think. It's just a little bit better than what we have. And so many of us would say that old line from the song, is better to be the one, love the one you're with, right? Because you don't know that you're ever going to be with the one you really want to love. You might as well take second rate. By the way, you can look at your spouse and be like, yeah, that was true. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wasn't going to get any better. I took you. I just didn't know where it was going to go, so you're the best I could do, and I went with what was here in front of me. Yeah. Because we have a hard time really believing what, what is hoped for in this grander scale, what are green pastures like? And so we'll often even tell God, even though I'm supposed to be following you into the promised land, this greener pasture, this grayer pasture, this little bit better pasture looks better than this pandemic. This, so I'd rather do that. And yet, it doesn't make life easier. We still worry. So I want you to consider the verse. Faith is believing all things hoped for. Hope is what gives you perspective in the place of worry. Think about that. If you're worried now, it's because your picture of what is to come is a bad picture. It doesn't mean that God's going to fix it and give you green pastures now. It means that he is preparing us, taking us, and has promised us greener pastures. He's promised us a promised land. In order to believe that and to unburden yourself with worry, you have to hope in it. Let me give you a couple of things that you can hope for. First of all, it's like the Israelites. When they left, they packed their bags in Egypt, and they left Egypt, they went out into the wilderness. They get to this place called the Dead Sea, or the Red Sea, if you will, and they, and they can't cross it, and then Pharaoh changes his mind, and he comes after them. So God, through Moses, parts the Red Sea. They get on the other side of the Red Sea. The Red Sea clashes in on Pharaoh and all of his, his chariots. Then on the other side, they're in a desert and thirsty. And so when they cry out to Moses, Moses hits the rock and the rock brings forth water. Later, he's supposed to speak to the rock. He doesn't. He hits the rock. And there. Then they're starving and God brings manna from heaven. Sometimes when you're not at the promised land, you have to believe that the hope is in the oasis that God is giving you now. How many of you have seen God show up in your life in the last year? How many of you have seen a place where God has given you hope for what is to come because he's providing for you now? It's so easy to want to be at that destination and miss that what is happening all around us is still very good. I could say that about covid I could say that about health issues. I could say that about raising children. Trust me, 
We all screw up and we all make mistakes to try to get where we think we're supposed to be going. But right now, there's still something to be hopeful for. And doing it in small ways will eventually be revealed in its fullest form. I kind of laugh about this if I think of examples. When my wife and I got married, we went on a honeymoon to Ixtapa. Ixtapa, Mexico is on the other side. It's on the Pacific side, equal to Cancun. How many of you are beach people? Anybody beach people? Not a beach person. Anybody mountain people? Definitely go to the mountains, right? I'd love to go to the mountains. We've, we've not really ever been to the mountains. We always seem to go to the beach. I'm not sure why that is. I should have seen that the first time we got married. Our honeymoon was in Extapa. Except the plane didn't take off. In fact, they actually came, and I don't know exactly what they said, but it was basically like this. Hey, we can't put you on the plane yet because the plane is broken. That's a great thing to hear when you're ready for your honeymoon. We're going to get on a plane, we're going to go to our honeymoon, and it was broken. Hour later, hour later, hour later, still nothing. So here's the question. You ever been in that place you anticipate something you're so excited about, and then it's just put off, you can't get to it, it's not going to happen? Now, for most of us, we might get caught up in worrying about the plane. Maybe it's just not meant to be. Maybe it would just go down in flames. Maybe we're not going to make it there. For some of you, you just might really want, oh, I just want to be on the beach. I don't want to be waiting. For us, the young married couple, we invested in a deck of playing cards, Dr. Pepper playing cards, and for eight hours, we played gin rummy. Now, if you ask me what I remember about my honeymoon, I can tell you that we were on the beach, and I can tell you that we enjoyed New Year's because we got married December 28th, so we had New Year's in Extapa, Mexico, and we enjoyed our week together. But do you know what comes to mind more often than most? Eight hours of playing gin rummy on the floor of an airport terminal. Folks, so often we pick up worry because we think what is to come isn't really happening when in reality it's happening every day. Little pieces of heaven in every relationship, in every situation. Faith is believing in all things hoped for. You have to have a vision of where you're going, and then you have to apply that vision daily in your lives. I've kind of joked, this year, as hard as it's been, worried about the pandemic, has probably been one of the better years for us, surprisingly. Right? I've enjoyed this year. I, I built a table. I don't know anything about woodwork, but I built a table. It's a kitchen table. It's nice. We don't have enough worship team members. So I'm looking at these instruments, and at the end of the day, I'm going, you know what? I don't have family life ministry tonight. We can't really do a whole lot of things, so why don't I start figuring out how to do some of these extra instruments? I've got three kids right now coming every Tuesday, and they learn this stuff. And I love teaching them because I'm like, I don't know. I'm learning too. Just hit more drums. I even texted John. I go, John, you got to help me, brother. <laughs> I don't even know what. I just go, I'm a no. Hit drums. I'm a no. It sounds good. Let's do it again. I have no idea. But I've learned more about the drums, learned more about the bass, learned more about the electric guitar, and all of a sudden we're learning stuff. What are you getting out of the pandemic? You know, faith is believing in all things hoped for. The Israelites, when they left Egypt, went through some tough times, but they had a vision of promised land flowing with milk and honey. And then when they asked the question, well, how do we know that that's ever going to come to be? They had moments 
in their journey that God showed up, whether it be water from the rock, whether it be crossing the Red Sea, whether it be manna from heaven. God has things planned for us. What he says in John 4, 14 about the promised land is this. For I go and prepare a place for you that where I am you will be also. Hope in that place. And let that hope transfer into the relationships today. Now, if you want to put a face on hope, that's why all the songs are about happiness. The face of hope is happiness. So don't kid yourself when people around you say, oh, I want to hope in that. But if they're miserable and not happy, then you have to ask the question, do you really hope? Hope is what keeps you afloat through a pandemic. Hope is what gets you through a tough day. Hope is what gets you through a difficult relationship in a situation that you don't know where it's going to go. And you go, but I know who holds the future. I know who's planned for me. That destination is waiting for us. If you believe it, you envision it, then you can live it today. And if you hope for tomorrow, you'll find happiness in moments all around you. Faith is believing in all things hoped for, that when God says he's gonna take me to greener pastures and still waters, that day is coming. And even if I see some grayer grass around me, I'm gonna be faithful because there's happiness in the journey until we reach that destination. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. See you next time. And remember, God is building his kingdom through the lives of everyday people just like you.